Psalm 1, verse 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, delight, and who meditates on his Lord day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. That is the people we are, Curate Church, and that is the people we are becoming. People who delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night because those people, another translation says that we flourish, that we experience as fruit. That is where we are to be found. Curate Church, meditating, chewing, remembering, reading his word because those people will flourish. Let me pray. Lord, God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word has the power to transform us, to shape us, to move us, to create in us, create in us a greater sense of love and of joy and of hope. Lord, would that be true of Curate Church? Would we be people who meditate, who chew, who reflect, who read, who remember your word day and night? Would that be true for us? Would we not drink from the unhelpful wells that are available to us, but would we truly drink of your water which brings life, of your word which brings life? In Jesus' name, amen. It's been very humid. Uh, it's, it's muggy. I don't know where that word comes from. It's been very muggy. Uh, it's almost been like we're on a Pacific island somewhere, right? Like it's that humid, that hot, that muggy. Everyone's sweating, trying to get in the air conditioning. It was only uh, six months ago that my family and I actually, we went to Rarotonga. Uh, which was an actual Pacific island for an extended holiday for a sabbatical. And uh, it, it was, let me say this, it was really good. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. And, and I mean, it even got better when New Zealand went into lockdown and we were free to roam the island. Uh, so sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> that's wrong. Anyway, uh, it's wrong, Hayden. That's not right. You were praying for them. Uh, anyway, we, we were there and it wasn't long. We had been in Rarotonga and uh, there was a stray mangy, dreadlocked, dirty, flea-infested, wormy, smelly dog that arrived at our rental home. And being the good, caring parent I am, I said to my children, I said, children, I don't normally call them children, <laughs> they got names. I said, guys, whatever you do, do not feed that dog. That dog, if we feed him, he will keep coming back. I don't want that dog here because he is smelly. He is dreadlocked. He is a disgusting, dirty dog. Don't feed the dog. There's no rules. Just don't feed the dog. Our daughter Stella, she has a love for animals. She really loves animals. 
And I, I couldn't help but notice, but this dog just keep turning up at our house. And I was like, why is it turning up? No one's been feeding this dog. No, surely. I don't realize, but Stella, she had been feeding a little bit of her scraps to this dog after dinner. There's a picture of this dog. And as you can see, he is, he is very dreaded. And he could hardly walk. He was timid. He had his tail between his legs. This dog was in a very bad way. And I said, Stella, I don't want anything to do with this dog. And Stella said, Daddy, she begged me, Daddy, you've got to help the dog. Daddy, help the dog. He needs help, Daddy. We need to feed him and care for him and take his dreads off and wash him, Daddy. He said, oh, Daddy. And this went on for days. And I refused to go near this dog. And then finally I'd had enough. And I said, honey, get the dog. We're taking him to the vet. Let's get him put down. No. <laughs> we put, I, I picked up this dreaded, dirty, horrendous smelling dog and I, and I put him in the car and we drove him to the vet and the vet said, this is one of the worst dogs I've ever seen. His dreads, his smell, his fleas, his worms. His, he's in a really bad way. And the vet cut all his dreads off and gave him worm medication and flea medication and blah, blah, blah. And he said, we, we, we left and we came back and we picked him up and he was de-dreaded, but man, he still stunk. And Stella said, Daddy, you've still got to do something for this dog. You've got to do something. You've got to help him. So we put him back in the back of the car. We drove him back to the house. And then she said, Daddy, you've got to wash him. You've got to wash him. Please wash him. And so we washed him. I washed him. I washed this dog for one, you know, for a good afternoon. It felt like two or three hours of washing this dog. And it was amazing because uh, as we washed this dog and as we cared for this dog and as we saw the medication start to work on this dog, this dog began to miraculously turn from a stinky, smelly, scrawny, stray, horrible dog to a dog that began to wag its tail and it began to spend a lot of time at our house. <laughs> and the kids absolutely loved this dog. Uh, our daughter Stella gave him a new name. His name was Baxter. And so he became our dog while we were in Rarotonga. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting because as I reflected on the story this week, I realized that we are that dog. Ladies and gentlemen, we are that dog. My daughter, she was moved, she was motivated, she was compelled by love to care for Baxter, to care for this dog. And therefore, her father took action. Therefore, her father was, to com was compelled to show mercy, to show care, to show love, to show affection for this dog. My daughter loved, and therefore Baxter's story was set on a new trajectory. If you're looking for a title for today's message, it is, therefore I am. Therefore I am. The word therefore, we're just going to go back to school for a moment. Hayden just prayed for all the educators in the room. We're going to go back to school for a moment. The word therefore is a conjunctive adverb. Who knows what that is? No, I didn't know either. It's a conjunctive adverb basically is where it joins two 
complete sentences together. So you have one full thought or sentence joined with another full thought or sentence. It's a joining, active, doing word. That's a conjunctive adverb. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, examples of this would be like, I started brushing my teeth, therefore I hope to have less fillings. I'm, I'm spending a lot less, therefore I'm saving a lot more money. I'm leaving for church early, therefore I'm arriving early. Yeah. <laughs> I'm living with more gratitude, therefore I'm experiencing more peace. What should a follower of Jesus therefore be defined by? If the first complete and whole sentence is what we should be, as what we could be or should be defined by, defined by as the followers of Jesus, and the conjunction leads to another complete thought or sentence, what is it that we should be defined by? Isaiah 55, 53 verse 5 says, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. As followers, we know that we are to be defined by what Jesus did for us, is doing in us, and our now reconciliation with God the Father. God the Father. That's what defines us. That is the first complete, full sentence. What he did, what he's doing in us, and how he has now reconciled us to the Father God. That is the first full, complete sentence, thought. And then there is a therefore. Here are some examples of the therefore of what that means for us now. Here's some examples. Matthew 6, verse 25, it says, Therefore I tell you, therefore I tell you from what you have now witnessed, realized, come to know, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? First complete full sentence, therefore, do not worry about that stuff. Don't worry. Another example, 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Because of all this, you now live pure lives. Therefore, Colossians 3 verse 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, I love this, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Because of what he's done for you and in you and reconciled you to the Father, clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
The therefore is joining to those things. Acts 13 verse 38 says, Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from sin. A justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Because of all this, therefore, you are now justified, made right. That's good news. Therefore, it's really good news. However, what I've noticed is that the conjunction we often use is not a therefore, but a however. Especially at this day and age. As followers of Jesus, we, we, we know this, we, we agree with this, we're, we're on board with this. But the conjunction, adverb, conjunctive adverb is not a therefore, it is a however. We so often find ourselves saying, however. Let me give some examples. I know I'm a new creation in Christ. I know he's done all this. However, I can't seem to shake this addiction. I know I'm no longer judged for sin. However, I can't seem to shake this guilt. I know I'm the righteousness of God. However, you don't know what I've done. I know I'm loved. However, I still feel so unworthy. I know God empowers me to rest. However, I feel more busy and overwhelmed than ever. I know I'm in God's family. Yes, I'm in God's family. I know, I know that's what that means for me. However, my earthly family is so dysfunctional and it's sabotaging my future. I know I'm forgiven. However, I've got so many doubts and I can't forgive people for what they did to me. I know you're with me, God. I, I know it says that. I know I realize that, but I feel so alone. However, I feel so alone. Today, I believe God wants to change our howevers to therefores. He wants to change our howevers to therefores. And there's three things I believe that God is wanting to see true for the people of Curate this year, that we're to be defined by some different therefores. Are you ready for them? I'm going to get some water. When it's so humid, hey, it's water. It's not actually humid here. Therefore, therefore, I am fearless. Because Jesus of what you've done and what you have done in me, and because I am now reconciled to the Father, I am fearless. Right now, and amongst Aotearoa, there is fear everywhere. 
We are being led by fear. We are being governed by fear. The message is have fear. I want to say this morning, Curate, we are to know, to fully embrace the therefore of we are a fearless people. Because Jesus of what you did and you say who I am and because who I'm reconciled with, I will live fearless. Enough fear. I will live fearless. Every move of God has a fearless people that are willing to unashamedly live for Jesus and his gospel and to share that message. If ever there was a time for the church to stand up, for the people of God to stand up and unashamedly be bold about their faith and to live fearlessly in spite of what the circumstances may, be, may look like, now is the time. I get it that often we're try, you know, we, we, we want to we see relationships built and trust built and love people where they're at, and that is, that is absolutely right and good and healthy. But I also sense that God is calling his people to unashamedly declare the gospel fearlessly. Wherever you find yourself, whatever, whatever your workplace, your family, your neighbors, he is calling us as a people to unashamedly declare the reason for the hope that we have inside of us. The second thing is we are faultless, not faulty. We are faultless. In Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 6 it said, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, get this, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. Wow. And he seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. I want to I speak to you this morning and say this, say this church. That is enough of the guilt. Enough of the guilt around the parent you are, perhaps the spouse you are, Perhaps the times you've mucked up, continue to muck up. That is enough of the guilt. You are faultless. His word says that he has separated his sins as far as the east is from the west. And those two things don't actually come back together. That is a really long way. It's impossible to join them. No more guilt. And I just want to clarify for a moment. There's a difference between guilt and conviction. 
God convicts the enemy, the devil. He accuses and he places guilt on us, but God convicts. Here's the difference. Guilt says, I am useless. Guilt says, I am worthless. Guilt says, I'm not good enough. Guilt says, I'm not doing good enough. Guilt says, I am not enough. Conviction says, hey, that wasn't good, but let me show you the path to redemption. Conviction says, hey, yeah, you messed up. We need to acknowledge that, but I've shown you a better way. God convicts, the devil accuses guilt. That's enough of the guilt. You are faultless, blameless. I love the scripture which says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. We can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. That's enough of the guilt. Let it go. The, th the third and final thing is I sense God is calling Curate Church to be defined by faithfulness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is remaining loyal and steadfast. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We are to be a people who remain loyal and faithful to the work God has called us to. I wanna say right now in this season, the people of God are being divided and distracted. We are being divided and we are being distracted. He is calling us, Curate Church, to be a people who unify, who love without compromise, and to faithfully remain loyal and steadfast to the work, to the calling that He has as a people, both individually and collectively. He's calling us to faithfulness, to loyalty. Therefore, I really just sensed that today could be a moment for us to park some of the howevers, to park some of those things that you've known that have been perhaps tripping you up or causing you to not fully live out the therefores. I really sense today that he wants to speak to some of you. And no matter where you're at, no matter how many howevers you've been saying, even though you know this, God wants to transform every one of those howevers into a therefore. 
for us to be a people who are fearless, to be a people who are faultless, and to be a people who are faithful.